0: Hello and welcome to the AMA Update video and podcast series. Today, we're talking about the FDA's recent authorization of naloxone for over-the-counter sale and how it can help prevent overdose deaths. I'm joined today by Dr. Bobby McCamilla, immediate past chair of the AMA Board of Trustees and chair of the AMA Substance Use and Pain Care Task Force. He's calling in from Flint, Michigan. I'm Todd Unger, AMA's Chief Experience Officer in Chicago. Dr. McCamilla, welcome back.
1: Thanks, Todd. It's good to be back with you.
0: So this is uh, big and great news and something uh, that the AMA has been advocating for for a while. Uh, tell us a little bit more about this development.
1: Yeah, so it, indeed, it's, it's very good news, Todd. Uh, but just to clarify, the FDA has approved only one naloxone product so far. And, and there's another application that the FDA is reviewing, but there's multiple naloxone manufacturers who have yet to submit o- over-the-counter applications. Uh, but in general, you know, this isn't a a moral or medical or ethical reason um, for naloxone manufacturers to delay submitting these applications now so that these steps um, can be taken. Um, and as for you know, the actual naloxone product approved by the FDA, it's a nasal spray that reverses opioid overdoses. And so with this approval, it can now be sold over the counter, which is a great step forward, as you said, um, something the AMA has championed for a long time. Um, the expectation is that by late summer, It'll be for sale in, in big chain pharmacies, and vending machines, and supermarkets, and convenience stores, gas stations—basically wherever it is that customers are buying products. Um, and as we said, you know, despite a lot more work to be done, this is really going to help transform how we compassionately and logically, frankly, respond to um, overdose epidemics. And and more lives will be saved with this. And honestly, if it weren't for naloxone, there'd be tens of thousands of more Americans dying from opioid overdose. Um, And this is related to illicitly manufactured fentanyl, which has really driven this increase in deaths, a record number of deaths this past year.
0: We're going to talk a little Um, bit more about that. Um, Dr. Makamala, just first off, I mean, obviously a lot of uh, medications move from prescription status to over the counter. Any concerns uh, with uh, this move?
1: Not, not really with this one, Todd. I mean, one reason that the FDA approved naloxone is, is for over-the-counter status is that it's very easy to administer and it's very safe. So anyone that's, that comes upon a person who's slumped over, is unresponsive, you know, um, slow, shallow breathing, signs of possible overdose, just has to unwrap this this palm-sized device you know, that comes in these packages um, and insert it into the, the tip of it into somebody's nose and just depress the plunger. And in most situations, this medication revives that person within two or three minutes. So it's, it's very safe and effective and with increased fentanyl access um, in our drug supply, you know it's going to save lives.
0: Now, Dr. McCummala, if uh, fentanyl wasn't bad enough, there's a lot of stories out there about uh, the addition of xylazine to fentanyl. Uh, in that case, and that combination, can naloxone help if there's an overdose on that combination of drugs?
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know, and if you suspect somebody's overdosed, the AMA strongly encourages the use of naloxone. It's uh, it's very unlikely that you're going to know what somebody is overdosed on when you come upon them and they're they're blue and shallow or not breathing in front of you. And there's there's a lot of news about illicit fentanyl that's spiked with, as you mentioned, which is a tranquilizer. Uh, But you know, it's it's been an accessible veterinary drug used for use in animals, uh, but it's something that uh, that is now newly sort of mixed with fentanyl. And it's not the only thing that's mixed with fentanyl. methamphetamines, cocaine are all mixed with fentanyl. And, and so now what that means is there's really no downside to giving somebody naloxone when an overdose is, is suspected because, you know, we don't know what's in it, but chances are there will be some opioid and this is going to reverse at least that component.
0: Well, given that, uh, the, all those kind of potential combinations you talked about, do you see this as something that uh you know parents will want to have on hand uh that will you know be kept kind of like aspirin or other kind of staple medications in the home
1: yeah i mean and that's the goal and with overdose fatalities you know occurring in in college dorms and public libraries and apartments you know pretty much you know across the country especially with their young people the hope is that naloxone will become a staple of first aid kits and in and in family medicine cabinets and then you know i've also heard it compared to having a fire extinguisher and everything like, there's really no downside having it available but honestly for that to happen it's got to be more affordable right for for this product to cost 100 bucks is something that's going to be you know prohibitive for a lot of people so we strongly encourage that the price of this medication um, when it becomes over the counter um, becomes something that's affordable it's inexcusable for manufacturers honestly to price their products to maximize profits over, over saving these you know hundred thousand plus lives
0: well in addition to cost uh, as an obstacle uh, there also continues to be stigma associated with this type of drug. Can you talk a little bit about that and how we might be able to overcome that particular barrier?
1: Yeah, no, you're you're absolutely right. Stigma does remain a, a major barrier. So prior to this, naloxone access laws in every state allowed pharmacists, you know to have a standing prescription so they could dispense it to anyone that requested it but many pharmacies chose not to do so just because of the stigma, right? They preferred not to engage customers um, around illicit drug use. They just said, you know what, we don't want to deal with that. So there's a stigma there. And and so the retailer's willingness to stock it on store shelves is going to be something that will help to sort of overcome that stigma. And we encourage retailers to do that. And you know, back to our conversation about pricing, Pricing can also affect where a product is placed. And so if this is going to be, you know, have $100 of value, it's not likely to be sitting on a counter where you can just sort of grab it and go to the self checkout with it. It's likely going to be behind a locked glass box or something that's going to require customers to go up and ask for access to it. So again, we're going to even if it's over the counter, we have to figure out how to sort of make it accessible and minimize those barriers to overcome that stigma.
0: Medicine doesn't stand still and neither do we. AMA members don't just keep up with medicine, they shape its future. Help move medicine, join the movement. Visit ama-assn.org slash movingmedicine. Dr. McCama, how can uh, physicians out there help with this particular barrier that we talked about, which is the stigma?
1: Yeah, you know, honestly, physicians just have to be willing to talk to their patients, About the risk of overdose. So, every prescription I write for an opioid, um, you know, after surgery, my post op patients, I look at the medication history of my patient. I look at their history of, of opioid use so that I can engage them in that conversation if I think there's a concern. So, using that data gives me the knowledge of the risk of overdose for any particular patient. And with naloxone, timely administration is the key to saving lives. And so, making sure people know how to administer it beforehand, you know, engaging them in the conversation about their risk and then what they have to sort of mitigate that risk. Do they have it at home? If not, they should get it, how to use it. You know, and honestly, as we discussed last time, we also need to sort of fix the problems within our own house. Stigma is still a problem within the medical community, right? We're just now sort of starting to change that conversation about how physicians can help to treat people with substance use disorder and patients with pain and that stigma still sort of is a barrier there and we need to deal with that stigma within the physician community as well and that's with education.
0: Now I know that the AMA is also helping overcome that stigma. Can you tell us a little bit more about what we're up to here?
1: Sure, sure, yeah. So the AMA um, task force that you mentioned that I chaired, the Substance Use and Pain Care Task Force is a group of about 30 leading national and state and specialty societies. And we, we strongly urge physicians to consider prescribing naloxone you know, to individuals at risk of overdose. And, and more broadly, we've, in, we've launched a, a new resource on the AMA Ed Hub, a, a great resource to help physicians and practitioners, you know, sort of complete this new one-time eight-hour training requirement issued by the DEA um, when uh, buprenorphine became over-the-counter. It was part of that, um, or sorry, uh, became something that could be prescribed without an X-waiver. Um, and so this page is going to have a, a one-stop shop to sort of make the process as easily as easy as possible to get DEA-registered physicians to sort of meet this new CME requirement. And it's it's going to important resource and the epidemic of of drug overdoses and deaths continues to get worse. So it's very important that we in the medical community begin that education early, you know, in medical school and residency so that we can continue to sort of continue to learn so we can meet the needs of our communities and our patients.
0: And Dr. McCamala, addressing this epidemic is a huge undertaking, and I know it sometimes feels like we've taken two steps forward and one step back. How does this recent authorization fit into our overall efforts to address this epidemic
1: yeah no it's it's a it's one critical piece of our ama sort of broad advocacy efforts and and while it's an important one there's a whole lot more work to do so saving lives with naloxone at that critical moment is key but working to prevent that critical moment from occurring in the first place has to be in our focus and so we've you know we have to remove those barriers to evidence-based care of those patients with substance use disorder. And then that's what's going to reduce, you know, the stigma associated with it. Um, You know, health insurance companies, they should just immediately stop requiring prior authorization for medications to treat opioid use disorder. It's hard enough, you know, when a patient comes in and they finally sort of worked up the courage to sort of bring up their substance use disorder with their physician. The last thing that we want to say is their physician in that critical moment when they're in our office asking for help. Hey, thanks for coming in. We'll get back to you once your prior authorization comes in. Right. It's just it's just not what we want to have to say to patients. And so when individuals want treatment, but the health insurance companies you know, are putting up barrier after barrier, we shouldn't be surprised when more people die. And so that's what's going to require a shift in the thinking um, in you know, policymakers and insurance companies to make it easier for us to take care of our patients that are coming in for care of substance use disorder.
0: Well, thank you so much, Dr. McCamilla, for being here today and for all of the work that you and the task force continue to do to address the overdose epidemic. That wraps up today's episode. Uh, We'll be back with another uh, shortly to learn more about the AMA's efforts to end the overdose epidemic and get involved visit end-overdose-epidemic.org. We'll be back soon with another episode. You can find all our videos and podcasts at ama-assn.org slash podcasts. Thanks for joining us, and please take care.